friends. Welcome back to the Film Obsessed Couple. I'm Shelly. And I'm Scott. And yeah, we are going to talk about a movie today. Yeah. Weird. We've never done that before. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're recording this after... <laughs> I think what we did yesterday is going to come out after this. Mm-hmm. So we did something a little special. Have we announced it yet? Uh, we've teased that there's something coming. Okay. And I was really hoping... That it would just be extra content, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, we had to take a tiny step back. Yes. And we're going to start doing our movie episodes uh, bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. Starting and, in July. Right. And then the special thing we're doing will just be an added thing. So really, I don't know that there's going to be maybe one week a month that's missed of the podcast. So that's not too bad. Yeah. So if you want to, if you're excited you're like, oh my goodness, what are they putting out? Join us on social media. You can join us on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. Mm -hmm. We're all over the place. Yeah, so a little tease there. That's why we're like, we're talking about a movie today because we yesterday did something special. Mm -hmm. So it's for sure happening. Yes. But to know exactly when, join us on social media because that's where we're going to be posting it. Yeah, and you you had mentioned it about us kind of cutting back a little bit. You know, it was just a decision that we had made. We were going full force, not feeling like we had much time to do things. I'll come out and say it. I felt that way myself. Yeah, no. Our, like, there were so many projects I wanted to do during the summer, mm-hmm. the school summer, because I don't have any school right now. And it just literally just burnt me out. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, it's only a couple hours, but we're watching a movie. We're recording. Mm-hmm. We were doing, you know, trying to do multiple episodes when we were free so yeah we decided to cut back a little bit but we will be doing this other special feature as well so like you said shouldn't really cut back as much as you would think exactly so there you go and if you ever have any suggestions for anything you are if you just want to say hi whatever uh you can email us at the film obsessed couple at gmail.com and we'll, we'll be happy to respond so far, we haven't got a lot of interaction, but when we do, we are interacting back. Yeah. So we will definitely be responding to anything that you send. So the movie we're going to talk about today is called Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Woo! Great, great movie. I did enjoy it. Yeah, you did? I did. Good. Yeah, um, we had seen Doctor Strange a while back. When we watched it, it was closer to when we watched the movie of Doctor Strange, but now it's a little farther out. But, you know, I was like... You had actually seen this before, but I was like, oh, I can actually point out, hopefully you see some similarities between Doctor Strange and this movie, because Sam Raimi, he likes to have you know similar things in here, other than just his car, but like comedy, quick cuts, you know, funny things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely, there's some comedy in here. <laughs> yeah. Comedy in a horror movie. It's a gross-out comedy, and when we finished the movie, I showed you that scene in Evil Dead where Ash just laughs in the cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's just silliness, because yeah. Sam Raimi and his friends were like huge Three Stooges fans growing up, so oh, they wow. put that put that silliness into there, but it's also like horror, but they still put that crazy silliness in there. Um, so yeah, the main character is Christine Brown, played by Allison Lohman. Mm-hmm. And she really had a hard time in this movie. Like, in real life. While filming it? Yeah, because she had to exert a lot of energy uh, and had to have high adrenaline through this movie and pretty much be scared the whole time 
it caused her to have shingles. Oh my god. Yeah, the, oh, I mean that I've never had it, but anybody that I know that's had it, it's just very painful. She also had to take shots of tequila in order to go to sleep. And oh I, wow. Yeah. So this movie kind of fucked her up a little. Well, I'm I was smiling at first when you said that because, you know, there there are many stories of Sam Raimi like torturing his actors, like <laughs> Bruce Campbell, you know, he this is actually on the trivia, this is the first movie not to feature Bruce Campbell. Uh, yeah, I have that too, yeah. Which good. I actually realized I did not look at the IMDb trivia, so if you did, great. No. Well, we'll go with it. Cuz you always do so oh, I didn't. shit. <laughs> I think I can get through it. He's known for punishing Bruce Campbell like you know, torturing him. There's like a scene in Evil Dead 2. He falls in a puddle of mud, you know, and just uh, just making him do terrible, terrible things. And, you know, they say they tell them now as a joke. But, gosh, I would have hoped for a, for a lady or, you know, now being this was in 2010 that he would have been like, you know, I was a stupid kid back then. Maybe I won't push him as much as I did when mm. I was just starting. No, no, she felt it full force. Yeah. <laughs> we also have Justin Long who plays... Clay, who is Christine's boyfriend. Yes, I'm looking at the cast here now, and Lorna Raver plays mm-hmm. Mrs. Ganoush, mm-hmm. and she looks completely different. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Than she does in the movie. Just some other minor characters. Yeah. Dilip Rao. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say that one. He who... plays Rom. Rom. Mm-hmm. The psychic. And then David Paymer is her boss at the bank. Yeah, and then there's Reggie Lee, who plays Stu, which is the co-worker that's up for an assistant job. Which, what has he been in? I've seen that dude before. Oh, he was in Tropic Thunder. I don't know if he played the villain, the main villain. No, I don't think he played the main villain because that was the little kid. But in Tropic Thunder, that's where it's um, Ben Stiller and Robert Downey Jr., Jack Black, where they think they're in a Vietnam movie, but they drop him and it's real. Oh, yes. He's one of the villains in that movie. Oh, my gosh, that's a good movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, Stu, he plays the the other guy at the bank. So in this movie, the... The Raimi brothers uh, wrote the screenplay in the 1990s, Yeah, but it didn't actually release until 2009. When it came out, it was kind of thought of as like a return to form for Sam Raimi, because it's like, this is what he was famous for, like those Evil Dead movies. The first one, Evil Dead, his very first movie, I think, I'm almost positive, but very, very cheap. Uh, They they had like no money, it was in a cabin, Evil Dead 2, more money, more production value, but that's how he got his, you know... His name made as he was making these horror movies with like this comedy, but like gross yeah. out. And then he went and did his own thing and he did other things and kind of moved away from that. He did the Spider-Man movies. Oh, Spider-Man, nice. the first one with Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 of those trilogies. And then, yeah, he did this and people were like, wow, he's back. He's kind of doing his thing again. Mm-hmm. Which I guess people are saying that online about Doctor Strange where they're like, oh, it's nice to see Sam Raimi doing this kind of stuff again. Yeah. Spoilers, there, you know, when he becomes a zombie in Doctor Strange, that made me really feel like this movie. Oh, yeah. I that could be why I was not as into the new Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange as I thought I was going to be. It was just a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. It, it wasn't what I was expecting, and I didn't really want the comedy part of it. Yeah. It wasn't what I was expecting either. They only really stay in one area of the multiverse they said multiverse of madness i thought they were going to be going to different places throughout but they really only stay in one the the brief parts where it's like sam raimi you know there's the scene where they're standing in the uh, the buddhist temple at the beginning of dr strange when mm-hmm. wanda's breaking in and like doors are shutting really quickly and they're like looking around that felt yeah. very sam raimi to right. me but 
you know, I enjoyed seeing that stuff just because I grew up on it. So it was yeah. nice to see those. So yeah, this movie starts with the old Universal logo, just making it feel kind of like an old 70s or 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of when it started out. That's the year it started out in 1969. Good year. <laughs> I, yeah, I knew it. I was going to say it. <laughs> yes, we opened in Pasadena, California in 1969 in this house, this kind of mansion-looking house. My God. Yeah. This woman who is apparently like a psychic or something, she must be making some good-ass money because this is a fucking mansion. Yeah, right? That's what I was thinking. But this couple, uh, this Mexican couple pulls up in like a truck and they're asking for help from this lady. They're like, we need your help. This guy. I was reading online a little bit. They say that this movie doesn't hold up very well because of the way that it portrays like the the Romani people. Hmm. You know, they're like gypsies. They'll put a curse on you for anything. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I guess. But, you know, there's old movies like I think The Wolfman you know, the gypsies put a curse or there's like a, I don't know if gypsy is a, that's what they say in the movie. That's what I'll say here. Okay. Yeah. We're sorry if it's a negative We're not putting a word. We're not, we're not using it as a, no, a no, derogatory no. term. Not at all. But yeah, people were like, hey, you know, it's, it's a little rough where if you mm. cross a gypsy, they're going to send you to hell. But yes, the, the couple, the man and the woman, the husband and wife, they pull out their son from the back of this truck. And he's like in a blanket, like freaking the fuck out. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you can tell, like, the kid is sick or something crazy's going on. Yeah, it's like he's hallucinating, basically. Mm-hmm. And the the woman, her name is Sean Sandina. Okay. The psychic lady. Okay. She's, yeah, she's the one that has the big house. Yes. And she's like, what happened? And the parents are like, well, he stole something from a cart where gypsies were selling something. Mm-hmm. He stole it, and he tried to give it back. But they cursed him. Yep. They were like, nope, you're cursed. Yes. Kid, no kids will be kids here. Nope. Yeah, he stole a necklace. Yeah, he stole a necklace from a gypsy wagon and they would not take it back. Yikes. So she's like, we'll bring him inside. We'll we'll help him. And he sees like, there's some cool scenes in here. He looks at like the stained glass window that they have all around this house. And he sees like hands, you know, kind of creeping mm-hmm. at these corners. He's like freaking out. Yeah. This scene went pretty quick. Yeah, I did not remember this scene from when I first watched this. I've seen it a few mm, times, yeah. but I was like, oh, is this an extended scene? I don't remember, but it plays with the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's very funny. This is Sam Raimi stuff, like, directly because the doors break open of the house and, like, the mom, the dad, and the gyps- and the uh, psychic lady are getting, like, bitch slapped. Yes. <laughs> like, that is 100% Sam Raimi comedy. But the, the son gets taken and he gets thrown over the balcony because they're, like, on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And the Sean Sandima... That's that strange name. She looks over the balcony and sees like the little boy. He's like on the ground on the first floor and the floor opens up and takes this kid to hell. Yeah. And you can see like the fiery pits when the floor opens up. It's just a big old fire and it's burning as he goes in. Yeah. Very fucking crazy. Like we start with the death of a kid. Yeah. Like, whoa. It's like he is in hell for real. We, that's happening. (laughs) So the next scariest part is we now open in present day. Well, 2010 present day. Are we we're in California still, I assume? I don't know that it said. Well, they go to the lady later, so they must be. But it shows Christine, the main character, driving on a 10-lane highway. Yeah. Coming into work. And she's listening to this, I don't know, she's a recording. And it, it's like she was repeating it, repeating what the recording said. It says, there is no friction with the proper addiction and good sounds abound when... The mouth is round. Now, my guess with this is that she's trying to lose her accent. 
I'm oh. assuming they never say anything about it, but she does mention how she's like uh, uh, like from the South or whatever. Yeah. She used to be like a queen of the festival or whatever. She grew up on a farm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm imagining that she was trying to lose her accent. Oh, wow. She's like, the mouth is round. Like, the mouth is round. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I'm assuming. They never no, say that, it. That makes total sense. I was just kind of like, I don't know what this is. Is she like an actor and she's trying to pronunciate her words? But that makes sense. If you're going to change your accent, then yeah. that would be part of it. I'm assuming because, yeah, we get the the backstory of her later is that she's trying to leave this past behind. Mm-hmm. So she works at a bank and her boss is David Pamer. Mr. Jax is what his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, she is fighting against the other guy we mentioned, Stu, for the assistant manager position at the bank. Right. And I think it's kind of shitty of her boss, the way he acts. He's yeah. like, oh, I don't know who's going to get it. Yeah, he's pl- definitely playing them against each other. Mm-hmm. And Stu is a huge kiss-ass. He's like... I don't know if it's here, but it's later. He gives him a gift. I think that's later. Yeah, it's a little later. But he's a huge kiss-ass in this scene, and they pull a really shitty thing because the boss, Mr. Jax, is like, oh, Christine, are you cool taking your lunch now? This is like later in the day. Mm -hmm. She's like, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, she's like, I'm all for it. Yeah, anything you say. And he's like, great. Will you get me a sub from that sandwich shop I like? And Stu comes in. He's like, oh, and get me one too. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then he was like, but I need mine with spicy mustard. Yeah, and I'm like, that's a really good choice, but you're an asshole. Yeah, and I would, what I would do then if I were her, and I know she's trying to get a fucking promotion, but I'd be like, okay, great, money. Yeah. But like, I'm not buying sandwiches <laughs> for both of you. I'm cool with that. You're going to have to pay me and tip me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's probably going to be like 15 bucks, and I'm going to need a 20. Yeah. And there's no change. There we go. This we see her meet Justin Long. He's like a professor. I have no idea. I didn't get it. He was just in an office. I think he's a psychology professor because there's a... Well, we'll get to it, but I think he's a psychology professor. Okay. But yeah, he's... I don't know if he's just starting. It sounds like he's just starting working here or starting, but Christine brings him lunch and she's talking to him and they're in his office and she brings him a coin. She's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I found this coin for your coin collection. Yeah, being in a bank, you know, she would do that. And he's like, a 1929 coin. Whoa, holy shit. So, yeah, they they're, they seem like they have a good relationship, or they really do love each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, you can tell that they definitely have a connection. Yeah, so she's like, I gotta get back, we'll see you later, and as she leaves, the phone rings, and I, I don't know, I don't trust people that, well, not trust, but I don't like people that do this, where they talk over the phone on speakerphone. Yes. Again, my parents, they will never listen to this, but they will talk to me on speakerphone while we're like in Walmart. I absolutely do not like that. It's just like, well, I don't want people to hear my business. It's too public. Yeah. yeah. And he was doing that. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Well, it leads to this situation. But yeah, my parents will be like, oh, yeah, we were sick the other day. And, you know, oh, my, my stomach hurts. And I'm like, are you in Walmart? I can I can hear other people. Am I on speakerphone? <laughs> That should be illegal. <laughs> you should always assume you're on speakerphone with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Even they're... if they're at home, <laughs> they still have a speaker on. There, There is a scene right here, and it doesn't really matter to anything, but she fixes his printer. I guess she's meant to show that she's handy. Oh, okay. But her boyfriend yeah, is right. like, this printer is dead. We have to get a new one. And she pulls like a paperclip out of it. Then he was like, you're a genius. I guess it's to show she's handy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess. 
Um, but but yes, no. Her bro- her boyfriend Clay is talking to his mom on speakerphone, and she's walking away. But she stops because she hears him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Christine and I were just talking or whatever." And she's like, "Really, Christine? Mm-hmm. You're still with that?" Yeah, you need to stop playing around with farm girls. Yeah, and she you like you need to get serious. And she's like, "Oh, I've got a nice lady." She's like, "A lawyer." Yeah, you someone you really need to be with. And Christine like you know walks away with tears in her eyes. Yeah. But Clay is sticking up for her. No, exactly. He's like, Mom, I, no, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's not about their status. Yeah. It's what's in their heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she comes back and it shows uh, her boss and Stu eating in the break room. And God damn it, Stu pulls a really fucking shitty move on he her. Does. He's like, I said no mayo. And she's like, no, you didn't. And he's like, uh, I, I'm, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if you would have said no mayo, I would have gotten you no mayo. You didn't. And I was like, God damn, trying to make her look incompetent in front of the boss. Yeah, and good for her for sticking up for herself. Yeah. Because she seems a little like a pushover. But she really stood up, and I'm just all like, you get it, girl. He did not ask for mayo. I saw the whole thing. Yeah, we watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but God, what a power move, though, trying to make the other person look bad in front of you. Yeah. God. And this is where Stu gives his the manager tickets. Yeah, he's like, oh, I heard you're a huge Lakers fan, and I can't use these tickets. and. <sighs> It's so funny because the boss, Mr. Jax, is like, these seats are where they bring the hot dogs right to you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, Christine, you know, I think when she talks to her boss earlier, I think he said, you know, says something to the effect of her, like, we need somebody who can make the tough decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, because, and Stu, I guess, can do that. Or he has seen that Stu is not afraid to make tough decisions. Right. And he probably can tell that she is a little bit of a pushover and maybe gives extensions or loans to people that are you know borderline yeah you know so which is like your bank i get making tough choices but like if you can do it do it right yeah they should have certain guidelines that they have to follow and if you you're in those guidelines you got it which they make a very good case for turning this lady down here in a minute mm-hmm. where i'm like okay well why would you feel bad about having to do this nope, so it makes total sense yeah so she's looking off in the distance, and then she hears the nails on the desk. It's like, Prum. drumming. Prum. Prum. She looks, and she has these nasty-ass fingernails, like, drumming on her desk, and it's Mrs. Ganoush, this yeah. gypsy lady. Old lady. Very old. And she's got, like, the, her babushka on, like, the little head covering, yeah. covering her hair, and her one of her eyes is gone. It's, like, white. Yeah, it, like cataract or something. Something. It looks messed up, yeah. Because <laughs> she's old. I guess. She's also coughing up yellow liquid. She's like coughing into her napkin or something. It's like, disgusting. Everything about this lady is so gross, what they have her do. Yes. So she's like, well, you know, I need more time to get money for my house. She's like, oh, I was sick and the sickness took my eye. Yeah, she's asking for an extension. Yeah. Yeah. And Christine goes to the to her boss to talk to him for a minute and Mrs. Ganoush takes her teeth out to eat candy. Yes. And it's like got spit all over it. Like you can see the slime and the slobber like, just coming off of it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> <laughs> really just making it as gross. Oh yeah. And the and it had the noises just like Scott made and it was just like <laughs> But yeah, she goes to talk to Mr. Jackson and she's like, you know, this lady's in a real hard time and this is where her boss gives her really good advice or tells her what will happen. They were like, 
we've given her as many extensions as we are allowed. You know, if we mm-hmm. did it again, we would be taking penalties on. Like, we would have to pay fees and penalties for doing this. Right. So I'm like, well, if that's the case, then, you know, it sucks. Uh, he does end up saying, hey, it's a tough call, but it's your choice. Yeah. So he did give the decision to her, but let her know, you know, what it's going to cost the bank. Right. And there is a funny scene while she's in his office where the gypsy takes – or Mrs. Ganoush. I'll stop trying to say gypsy. Where Mrs. Ganoush takes all the candy out of her bowl. She dumps it in her purse. <laughs> she dumps it all. Like, she doesn't just take a handful. She literally picks up the bowl and dumps it <laughs> into her purse, which was hilarious. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so they have a little bit of an argument here because she tells her she's like, I'm sorry. You know, there's nothing we could do. We, we've reached the max of what we can do on our side. and. And, you know, Mrs. Ganoush, she gets up and she was like, you know, I've never begged. And she gets on her knees and she's like, but I am begging you now. Please, please, please. Yeah, your heart really goes out for this lady. Yeah. I mean, you're just like, oh, this poor old lady. I'm sure it's tough, but dang, you've already had so many. I know. It, th- those are the tough decisions, you know. It's like you don't want to have to make them, but. No. The the movie makes a good case for, like, everything they tried. Yep. But um she's like oh she says something about like this is my house you know i've lived here forever mm-hmm. and she starts to kiss christine's like the bottom of her dress or her skirt there's something and yeah. christine pulls away and mrs ganoush like falls on the ground mm-hmm. and this is this she was pissed she's like i beg to you and you shame me she's yeah. like, you'll shame me in front of all these people now the begging old lady nice old lady turns into like what just happened? A demon, yeah, pretty much. Oh my gosh. Because Miss Ganoush like starts to walk away and Christine's like, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Miss Ganoush turns around and like flies at her. Yeah. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> so they take like security escorts the lady out. In the background here in the front of the building, this is one of the first times you see it, but the car, Sam Raimi's car, is hers, is the is Miss Ganoush's. Yeah. It's parked in front of the building. Mm-hmm. For those people that don't know Sam Raimi, his car, they call it the old classic. I don't know the exact model of it, but it's been in nearly, um, if not, it's been in every movie that he has done. It's like a yellow Oldsmobile. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, In Doctor Strange 2, it is in there Mm -hmm. at the end when they're in the the universe where the world has like disintegrated, basically. It's like floating in the sky. Like he looks out the window and sees like all this stuff floating in the distance. And somewhere in there, the car is like someone pointed it out, but it's like floating. Oh, boy. So, yeah, very funny. That was kind of neat. There, there's even a scene, like, he did a movie, Sam Raimi did a movie in the West called um, The Quick and the Dead. Mm-hmm. And they say that the car is in there somewhere, even though it wouldn't have existed then. It's like... Oh, wow. They they used parts of it to, like, make a wagon or something. Or it's, they, there's rumors that it's, like, hidden under a sheet somewhere in, like, a barn. <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> and we watched a video before we watched Doctor Strange because I was like, okay, there's some things that he does that you should watch out for. But yeah, there, we watched like an eight minute video of showing like every time that car has appeared. Yeah, it was really neat. But Christine's boss, Mr. Jax, is like, you, you made the right call. It's like, good for you. He's like, can you finish? He's like, that proposal that you put up here for some big loan that we're trying to get. He's like, can you finish that? Can you take that home and work on it tonight? Yeah, and she like lights up. She's yeah. like, "Yes, I'll take it home. Yeah, I'll work on it." Yeah, and I'm him just being like, "Oh wow." Yeah, and him being a huge asshole is like, I'd like to say you're at the top of the list for this promotion. I know, right? Just fucking playing her. You get this, you know, loan through and all this proposal stuff done, and you yeah. do all the work. I'm gonna take the credit, 
and you might get the assistant job. Yeah, handled Ugh. it very poorly. Yeah. So Christine, you know, she's walking to her car. It's like in this parking garage, and she sees Sam Raimi's car, the mm. the Mrs. Ganusha's car in the movie, and she hears the old lady coughing yeah. in the distance. Yeah, because she recognized the car. Yeah. And she's all like, oh, fuck. She's like, has that car been I, – I, that car was in Spider-Man. That car was in The Evil Dead. <laughs> like, I've seen this in other movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Am I in a movie? <laughs> She gets into her car. This I did not think looked very well, looked very good. But mm-hmm. her, the handkerchief the old lady had like floats by her car, mm-hmm. and it's very bad CGI. Yeah, I did like how like you're following the handkerchief, mm-hmm. and then it goes to the back of the car, and she kind of follows it, and then she sees Miss Ganoush. Yeah, in this, you know. I would think that any other movie, it would be quick. Like, you would see her and she would attack, but the movie holds on her for a bit. Mm-hmm. We see her in the back seat, and you're like, beat, beat, beat. Then she attacks. Like, yeah. you're, you're like, you see her, and you're like, oh, shit. And I don't remember. I, I need to put, like, when I do a jump scare, because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. that, that seems like a spot that I would probably scream out. I think so. Yeah. You, you have this thing where when something makes you jump, you're like, whoop. <laughs> I try not to do it in the theaters, though. <laughs> yeah. Our our dog, Lily, every t- if she's, like, sleeping on the couch with us, she'll get off the couch and go to her crate when you do that. Yeah, because it scares her. She doesn't like loud noises Yeah, or we're like, anything. oh, it's, no, it's fine. It's fine. Just a scary moment. I, I do this often. It's fine. <laughs> she, you think she would get used to it by now? Nope. But they have this fight, and this is the real Sam Raimi kind of madness. Yeah. Because Mrs. Ganoush is, like, strangling her from the back seat, and Christine grabs, like, whatever she has in her bag and it's a stapler mm-hmm. and she's like stapling this lady with the she gets her in the eye and the head yeah and the forehead and then the eye and she's like, it's like tick, 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 tick. i mean <laughs> holy fuck and i think you were kind of cringing at this point but i was just laughing because i'm like this is madness like mm-hmm. this is the madness that sam raimi does so well i'm cringing right now because i'm remembering everything it's just like wow yeah well, she drives off and she crashes, and and the uh, Mrs. Ganoush pulls some of her hair out. Yeah. At this point, which is a running gag as well. <laughs> she shouldn't have any hair by the end of this movie. Yeah. So she starts driving. She puts her seatbelt on and starts flooring the car, mm-hmm. and she floors it into another parked car in the garage. And and Mrs. Ganoush, I think she opens her eyes right before she crashes because the staple comes out. Yes. Is she sees that they're about to crash, and she's like, "Oh, it's like." It's a little comedy thing yeah. there, and I was like, "That's funny." And she, you know, Christine crashes, and Mrs. Ganoush flies out the window. No, oh, I thought she just flew into the passenger oh, seat. Oh, you're you're absolutely correct. Yeah, she just flies into the the front passenger seat. Yeah, and her teeth fly out as well. Oh, yeah, those <laughs> with all the spit. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, because yes, I think she jumps up and she like bites her in the mouth too, doesn't she? Yeah, she starts. Gum and Christine in the chin. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's fucking crazy because yeah. Christine again grabs for whatever she's got. She gets a ruler and jams it down her mouth. Mm-hmm. And then you know, of course, gotta have some comedy. Miss Ganoush spits the ruler out of her mouth. Christine moves her head just in time for it to hit her window and and crack her window. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, a funny thing about this whole episode is that Christine and Miss Ganoush are really going at it. Yeah. Like, really, because that's how Raimi likes to do it. They also created the car like a puzzle where the front, back, 
sides and even the roof would come off so that you can get all the close-up shots and the right angles. Oh, wow. Because everything was kind of filmed in the car as they were fighting. So they had to make the car pull apart so they could get, you know, so you're not like looking through the window. Yeah, that's very interesting. The doors in the way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they have to really think about that stuff because they're like, we're going to film a fight scene in a car. Well, how are we going to do that? (laughs) Yeah, it's going to have to come apart. Well, Christine opens her door and kicks Miss Ganoush out and closes the door. And she's like, I beat you, you old bitch. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> and, you know, Miss Ganoush, she like flies up again and breaks the window and pulls Christine out of the car. Man. And she rips a button off of her coat and she like enchants it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Does she say words here? Or is it just kind of like her breathing on the button? I think she says some words. I honestly did not write it, and I don't remember. Well, yeah, she might, but anyway, she's like, soon it will be you who comes begging to me. Mm-hmm. And she gives the button back to Christine. I'd be like, no thanks, you keep it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christine passes out here, and then when she wakes up, you know, the old woman is gone. Mm-hmm. Her car is gone, she's not there. And there's a nice scene where it, it shows her standing there with the police, like in the garage, and then Justin Long shows up, and they hug. Right. And- yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I bet you... <laughs> the police are like, so an old lady did this? <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, it was a gypsy, and this is a movie. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Now that's more believable. So they're walking, you know, and, and Justin Long seems pretty nice here. He's like, you know, I'm going to get your boss, get somebody to walk you to your car every night after this. No. And the wind, like, picks up here and kind of spooks her. You know, it's like evil wind, I guess. Gotta watch out for that wind. <laughs> it's coming. It's, it's, it's happening. Yes, it's the happening. <laughs> but they are in front of a fortune teller here now, and Christine's just like, I want to get my fortune told. Yeah, and Clay's like, oh my god, seriously? Yeah. It would be me. <laughs> this would be me. I'd be like, it's fun. Come on, I like, know. Ugh. I know it. You know, I don't know. I kind of want to believe in things like that, but then I know I'm sure that's just like a fortune cookie. You know, you open it up and it's just kind of for everybody. You've had hard times. Well, who hasn't? Yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, he's like, they go into the shop and he's like making fun of everything that's in there. And I just wrote in my notes, like, this is how I would be. Mm -hmm. The guy, Dilip Rao, who plays Ram, Mm -hmm. he comes out and he's like, hello. And. Christine's like, I'm Christine, and this is my boyfriend, Clay, and, and Justin's long like, well, you probably already knew that, though, right? Right. <laughs> That's, how, again, how I would be. I'd be like, oh, really? You're a fortune teller. What do I have in my hand? Uh-huh. This, for 2010, was crazy that fortune teller charges 60 bucks a reading. <laughs> I thought that was a little high, too. Yeah. I was expecting, like, maybe 20. I would pay 20. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I thought I was like, whoa, 60 bucks. But mm-hmm. um, Justin Long hands him his American Express card and, and Rom's like, platinum card, very good. <laughs> but they sit down and Justin Long's in the back kind of making fun of all this as it goes on. But Rom's is reading her palm and he's like, mm, you, you work with money. And she's like, oh, my God. You are a psychic. Yeah. I can't believe it. And he's like, something has been taken from you. And she's like, No. And he's like, you've lost something? She's like, no. <laughs> he's like, oh, something's been taken from you? And she's like, oh, my button. Yeah. She's like, the old lady took the button off my jacket. So, yeah. So the wind in the room picks up and you see this mirror or like a picture frame in the back start to crack. And then you get a jump scare again here with the flash of the demon's face. Yes. And and Roms gets freaked out. He's like, oh, we're done here. I'll give you your money back. 
Yeah, that I was like, oh, wow. I mean, it was nice that he wanted to refund their money. But yeah, when he saw that little devil guy, I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, because he's like, have you defaced a tombstone? She's like, no. He's like, have you played with a Ouija board? She's like, no. <laughs> no. He's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, perhaps someone has cursed you. He's like, there's a dark spirit over you. So it shows them driving and Justin Long's trying to pepper up and they're trying to, you know, pump her up a little bit where he's like, that dude's a con artist. And she's like, well, why did he try to give the money back? Why did he try to give it back? And he's yeah. like, well, he took it in the end. Oh, wow. <laughs> she wants to believe it so bad. Yeah. So we get to her house. I think they live together. I don't think so. No, because he spends the night. But yeah, you're you're probably right. I don't think they do because they get home and there's this tiny little kitten walking around. Yeah. And she's like, oh, hello, baby. And I just, this, I had an immediate flashback to what happens to this cat as soon as I saw it. Oh. And I was like, oh God, this cat. I didn't remember. I was just like, it looks like our Barry. It does. It looks exactly like our cat Barry we've got. But yeah, I was like, oh, fuck me. I just remembered it. But we see her house and, and evil. I think she's by herself at this point because Clay, I think, says he's going to talk to the cops or something. Or he's... He said he had to go grab something. Yeah. I'm guessing he went back to his place to get some things to then come back. Stay with and her. And stay the night with her. Yeah. Because we hear like evil chanting and the wind's blowing. And you know, it has got to be like midnight by this time. <laughs> Probably. They. I mean, it was late when she left her work and then she got attacked and then she went and got her palm read and I'm like... Holy crap, you got to work tomorrow. Yeah. Or you best go to bed. You talk to the cops, that's going to take a while. Yeah. But it shows her she's baking a cake. She's got like this recipe book and like a picture falls out of her. And I want to know if this is CGI or if this is her, but it's her. It's a photo of her and the picture says Port Queen for this 1999 or 1995 fair. Yeah, she's standing next to a pig. And she's chunky. She's a young chunky kid. So I was like, oh, okay, so you used to be chunky. Yeah. So what? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. She's just embarrassed by her life, eh. by how her life was. Seems like. And, you know, I, not to go off on a rant on this here, but I can't believe people today are like saying, you know, if you want to lose weight, that you're fat phobic. Have you heard of that? No. It's ridiculous. They're like, you're saying these people aren't good enough as they are, or or you're, you're, oh. you're racist. Well, not racist, but like you're, you're saying mean things against fat people because you're like, I want to lose weight. It's ridiculous. Wow. It's like, yes, I want to feel healthy and maybe live a little bit longer. That's not, you know, I'm not saying people that are fat are terrible. It's just, I don't feel good. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I want to feel healthier and having all this extra weight doesn't feel good. So I'm sure people today, if somebody like watch this movie again, all it would take is for one person to be like, she is fat phobic. She sees that fat picture of her as a kid, and she's like, oh, my God, I was a monster. So she she hears a bunch of squeaking and everything in her house. Like, the, the house seems to be kind of moving and creaking, and she looks outside, and her gate is, like, moving, creaking back and forth. And mm-hmm. all the pots and pans start blowing in the kitchen, and the power goes out. Yeah, that's never a good sign. <laughs> yeah. If that ever happens, I'm running out of this house. I know. Out. That's like that scene in Paranormal Activity 2 where it shows the mom like standing in the kitchen and all the fucking pots and pans just fall onto the table. Yes. I was like, and what's crazy is that she just, in the movie, she jumps and she screams and then she starts putting everything back. She's like, <laughs> she's like, okay, I have to deal with this. You know, I can't just run. But in the movie, I'd be running. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or if you walk in the kitchen and all the doors are open. Yeah. All the cupboards are open. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Or in Poltergeist, the chairs are stacked yes. on the table. <laughs> yep. Out. <laughs> 
there's a really funny thing uh, episode, or a uh, website called Spill.com, and they used to do movie reviews back in the day. Oh. And it was a funny one. They did par- the first Paranormal Activity, and he's like, the, the man who did it was black, Corey Coleman, very funny guy. But he was like, let me do Paranormal Activity if the couple in the movie was a black couple. Uh, spooky shit happens, we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting the hell out of here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, she grabs a flashlight, and she sees, like, a dark shape move across the wall into the form of, like, a goat. Yeah. And then it slaps her in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Really likes slapping people. (laughs) I guess, yeah. So, it shows her later, like, Justin Long has returned, and he's freaking out, thinking that, like, the old lady returned. Yeah. And and hit her again. (laughs) I can't believe she came back. And and then uh, Christine's like, but she didn't. Nobody's here. And he's like, well, who hit you? Who did this? And, uh, yeah, so that's when, I guess, Clay calls a doctor? It's like a friend of his, I think, yeah. Because oh, okay. they're talking outside her room, and she's, like, sitting in her bedroom, and, and they think that she just had maybe, like, a reaction from for PTSD from the attack that she had. Oh, maybe. Um, another thing I thought was interesting is when she was getting slapped around by the demon, she got a busted lip. Mm-hmm. But when the doctor came and saw her... Her lip was no longer busted. Oh my god, this movie shit. Mm-hmm. No. Can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just a small thing that they missed. Yeah. No big deal. It happens. Well, Clay and her talk, and he's like, you know what we should do this weekend? We should get the fuck away, and let's go to my parents' cabin in the in the woods, and just stay there and hang out. Yeah, cabin in the woods. That it, sounds relaxing. Well, dude, I was like, oh my god. this Not movie spooky w- at all. This movie would have been ten times better if at the end they go to the cabin, and Ash from Evil Dead is there. <laughs> It's just a connection to Sam Raimi's other movie. That's funny. Well, Ash would help him. He knows how to deal with things. He'd be like, we're being chased by a demon, Ash. He'd be like, groovy. (laughs) He's like, I got this. So they're sleeping, and then a fly, like, lands on her face. Dear, dear, dear. Here's another one that I'm just like, my stomach's turning a little. Yeah, it won't. It keeps landing on her face, and then eventually it just goes up her nose, and you can, like, still hear it. It's like, (laughs) it's like. <laughs> like you can hear it in the in the thing and the whole time i was thinking just don't go in the eye just don't go in the eye <laughs> <laughs> well it comes out of her nostril and goes into her mouth yes and that's almost just as bad i yeah. don't know and that's when she wakes up and she's like oh my god what a what a terrible dream she kind of chokes on it that's yeah. why she wakes up and she lays back down and mrs ganoush is sleeping right next to her and she gets on top of Christine and vomits like bugs all over her. Yeah, it was like maggots. Uh, like in her mouth. Yeah, which I read is actually pasta. It was pasta. Oh, okay. In, in the film, it was pasta. So what was going in her mouth was actually something she could eat. <laughs> yeah. But if it was coming out of her mouth, out of Miss Ganusha's mouth, I don't want to eat it. Maybe it was a dummy or something. I don't know. Oh, it could be, yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if Rami was like, yeah, you're. this is really going to have to happen. Yeah. <laughs> he's very soft-spoken, Rami is, and he's just like... Rami, I always say it wrong. I don't know why I want to say Rami. Uh, but maybe he's, you know, he's very... He's soft-spoken, so he'd be like, well, yes, you're going to have to uh, vomit into your mouth. <laughs> well, make sure it's pasta. <laughs> it's not pasta. <laughs> we'll just tell her it's... There was a mix-up when we did this, and yeah, it turned out it was real. Maggots. <laughs> You swallowed some of that shit? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So she wakes up from this dream, and she's freaking out. And I'm like, what time is it here? It looks like it's noon outside. Right? It's like bright, you know, bright outside, sunny. Maybe it's Sunday, because the banks don't open until, or no, Saturday. Because the banks don't open until, like, late. Oh, maybe so, because I was like, yeah, she goes to work. I don't know. Yeah, she does. 
Because, yeah, Justin Long drops her off at the bank, and he's like, try not to piss off any more gypsy ladies today. Mm-hmm. She's like, I was assaulted. That's hilarious. <laughs> but she, Christine sits down at her desk, and she hears the fly in her stomach. So Stu comes in. The asshole Stu comes, and he's, like, bitching at her for coming in late. Yeah. And he's like... He was like, well, Christine, he's like, you can just come in whenever you want or whatever. And I'm like, first off, I'd be like, you're not my boss. Second off, I was assaulted yesterday. Yeah, twice. The ones in here, inside the building, and then outside of my car. Yeah, I guess. But she's she's kind of hallucinating around. She like, yeah. hears noises and stuff, and Stu's just kind of talking shit to her. She hears that, the the nails again, that mm-hmm. and she sees on the desk, it's, it's Miss Ganoush's hand. While Stu was yelling at her. Yeah. And he's like, he's threatening to go to the boss against her for coming in late or whatnot. And she eventually just cracks and she's like, get your filthy pig knuckle off my desk. <laughs> it's like, pig knuckle? Like, oh, you're not going to get rid of your farming self, your farmer self. Yeah, I guess not. Well, this, this is another funny scene because her <laughs> boss comes over to talk to her and she has like a little bit of a nosebleed. And then it just, like, sprays pretty much all of the blood in her body out on this guy. This was just a little much. Yeah. But it was funny because, you know, the the manager was all like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? And she was kind of turned to the side. Yeah. And then she turns around and she pulls her hand out a little bit. And you can just see everything spraying right at him. And it's just like... I don't It's like when you hold the end of a hose. Like yeah. Like when you put your thumb over it and it it's just increases this pressure and sprays that's what it was like it was, yeah wow it is so funny i think it sprays him a couple times uh-huh <laughs> and then you hear him in the background he's like did any of it get in my mouth yeah. <laughs> i hope not <laughs> yeah i'm gonna need a blood test from you i, I swallowed oh. a lot of your blood oh man yeah but, just to be safe so christine runs out and Stu in the background steals her big binder her loan proposal that she was mm-hmm. working on he's like i'll just take this thank you Yoink. So Christine now goes to the Mrs. Ganusha's house. And you know because you see her car, the Raimi's car, in the mm-hmm. driveway. She's like, I'm just going to meet this head on. I'm going to go back to her. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, she has uh, chicken bones as a wind chime or something like that on her porch. Yeah, it was pretty ran down house. Yeah, it's all nasty. So um, she opens the door and this young lady answers. And she's like, oh, I'm trying to see Miss Ganoush And... The daughter knows immediately who she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like... Oh. It was the granddaughter of Miss Ganoush that answered. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, well, I can get your house back and make it right. And, you know, the granddaughter kind of laughs and lets her inside. Mm-hmm. Before that, before he lets, before she lets her inside, she does mention, she's like, you used to be a real fat girl, didn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and okay. I'm just all like, what? You used to be a fat girl. Why are we pulling up this fat thing i don't know it's just something it's her insecurities i guess i don't know but i don't know how you can tell that like if somebody who's lost weight and be like you used to be very fat huh hmm. be like i was a girl like i hit teenage or I, I hit puberty and then i you know lost it exactly it happens it didn't happen to me but it happens to people i know it didn't happen to me either <laughs> <laughs> i've been chunky most of my life <laughs> So this is where it can you can kind of make a case for it being not too kind to the Romani people because yeah. she walks down the house, she goes into like the the kitchen area, and there's a bunch of gypsy people in the background gambling. Oh boy! <laughs> They're like taking each other's money and gambling with cards and stuff, and, and but then there's also other people in there that are like eating this big feast. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't know what was going on. I totally forgot. I'm like, this is a, what the hell? Is she like having a flashback of when the, when Miss Ganoush used to live there? Yeah. And that this is a party that she was throwing, but no, it wasn't that at all. No, it's a wake. Yeah. It's, it's her wake because yeah, she sees the terrible dummy of Mrs. Ganoush in this casket. Yeah. Cause she'd be dead. The, the dummy doesn't look that great. It doesn't. But I understand why it has to be a dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ms. Er, uh, Christine trips somehow and falls into this casket, and the body of Miss Ganoush like falls on her. And I'm assuming it's all the embalming fluid, like that, yeah, that's what I put. Comes out of her mouth all over Christine again. Yeah, in her mouth, like mouth to mouth <laughs> it's again. <just> insane. <laughs> when Christine fell, she fell on the casket, and then the casket was on a table, and the table leg broke, which caused the casket and Christine to fall mm -hmm. and then that's how Miss Ganoush got on top of her and all of her fluids went into Christine's mouth. Oh uh, I guess. Well well they the people at this wake pull the body off of her trying to put it back up. Yeah. And, and her hand, Miss Ganoush's hand like grabs some of her hair. Yes, I forgot. Yeah. Yanks some more of her hair out. Jesus. <laughs> so I think we cut now where it's just um, Christine is at the fortune teller, Rom's yeah. place. And he was like, I think you've been cursed by the Lamia. Mm -hmm. He was like, the Lamia is a demon summoned by gypsies for revenge. Holy shit. It's like the gypsies, they take something, they curse it, and they give it back to you. And she's like, oh shit, the button from my jacket. She took it and gave it back to me. Yikes. And she's like, well, what can I do? Like, how can I get through this? And he's like, I, I, I don't know, like a, a sacrifice of a small animal. Uh, yeah, she's um, like, you got it. He said, you got to keep the demon happy. So yeah. it, it like sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, maybe you can pl please it or appease it, you know? And mm -hmm. he gives her a book on animal sacrifices. <laughs> and she's like, I'm a vegetarian. I don't kill animals. Yes. And then that's when he's like, you'll be surprised what you'll do oh, whenever yeah. this thing starts coming for you. Yeah, so we cut to her at her house, and she's reading it, and this cat, like, I think she shoes it off the table or something. Mm -hmm. It's it's definitely foreshadowing what's coming. Yeah, I was like, I even put in my notes, don't kill the kitty. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Poor kitty. She hears noises again in her house, and this is a very cool camera trick where it shows her standing, and the frame's like her standing in the middle. Mm -hmm. And as she hears more and more noises, the camera frame starts to tilt. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely give you like an unease, like mm -hmm. weird shit's like going something's on. Something's going to happen. And I think she runs upstairs, and she sees like the shadow of this goat demon on the wall, like creeping up the stairs towards her. And you can hear the hooves on the staircase oh, yeah. as it's going up. And I'm just like, wow. Very, very cool. Yeah, she calls Justin Long, but he it shows him in his office and his phone is like facing away from him. He doesn't mm -hmm. see it. And there's a very cool part right here where she's in her room. She shuts the door and she sees like the hoofs like show up. She sees the shadows of the, the shadows. hoofs. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was kind of neat. And she looks at her phone to try and make a phone call and, like, flashes the face of Mrs. Ganoush mm -hmm. real quick on her phone screen. And then the phone goes dead. Yeah, and, the, and you could just see the battery of it just boop. It's a boop. I'm like, oh, wait, she has my phone. <laughs> <laughs> she, how did that happen? Uh, you actually paid a little more for your phone. I know. I get the cheap ones. <laughs> Well, she tries to escape out the window of her room, and the Lamia breaks in and just trashes this place. Oh my gosh, yeah. And she's like getting, I think she gets slapped around a little bit here too, but after getting attacked, it cuts to her, and she's in the kitchen, and she pulls a knife out of the butcher's block, 
And she's like, here, kitty. Oh, oh, I hate this. It's so messed up. Yeah. No wonder she had to take some shots of tequila just to go to bed. I guess. Well, we see this. If that doesn't make it worse, it shows her walking up to the cat and the the little kitten is laying in the laundry basket. Mm -hmm. And it's like so comfortable. And she's like, here, kitty, kitty. Yeah, and I know she doesn't actually kill the cat, but even if I just pretended to think it to to kill this thing, I or any animal, I would just be sick. Yeah, well, you hear it too. It's like, yeah, and then you just cut to her burying something. Yeah, <laughs> and then here comes her boyfriend. Here yeah, play. He's he comes home and he's like, "Is that blood on you?" And she's like, she makes up some excuse. Uh, yeah, I think she said it was tomato juice or something. Oh yeah. I'm she's, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's burying it, and he's like, look, we have dinner with my parents tonight. We can reschedule it, you know, with everything going on. And she's like, no, I think everything's going to be fine now. Yeah, she's like, nope, I sacrificed a cat. Uh, I'm good. Wait, what? <laughs> good. The devil's happy, and I can go with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we cut to the parents' house, and it is nice. It is f- huge. Really nice, yeah. And I, I noticed this after the fact, but the dad of Justin Long is the guy who played the dad of Charlize Theron in our previous episode, Waking Up in Reno. Yes. Where Patrick Swayze works for him and he's all like, well, why the hell weren't you at work today? And he's like, (laughs) well, y'all was trying to give you a baby or grandbaby. A baby. He's like, well, that's fine. Okay. He's also the pitcher in Major League. I don't know if you've ever seen that with Charlie Sheen. I have. But he's always talking about the different shit that he uses on the ball to make it spin, which is highly illegal. Oh. They're standing in the locker room, and he's got, like, grease on his shoulder. And he's like, oh, sometimes, you know, if I need it to do what I need, I'll uh, I'll reach in and get some grease. Oh, shit. (laughs) He's like, put snot or spit on the ball. You know, that's highly illegal. Yikes. So the mom does not like Christine. You know, she seems like a very highly uptight woman. Yeah. In my notes, I... Like, she just seems like a real snob. Yeah, well, Christine gives her a cake, and she's like, oh, you made this? Yeah, she's like, it's a harvest cake. Yeah, I used to make this all the time. And she's like, oh, honey, Christine made a cake. Yeah. <laughs> and this, she's digging herself a hole, to, a hole, too, because she's like, well, back in, you know, when I was a kid, we would make it around harvest time, because that's when the geese would lay their eggs. And mm-hmm. we would, they made a good yolk, you know, the geese egg. She's like, the mom is like, geese egg? Like, what? You put a geese egg? Which I don't know. I've never tried geese eggs, but I'd be like, oh, do they taste okay? Yeah, I don't know either. I wouldn't be as disgusted as her, but I'd be like, I've never had them. Are they good? Yeah. And I really like geese, but I like chickens too, and I still eat eggs. Uh Yeah, it's, well. It's a circle of life. I guess. Well, <laughs> well, they walk past a cat, or a parent's cat, and this cat hisses at Christine, and and Justin Long's like, he's like, I don't get what's wrong with him. And she's like, oh, that's okay. She's like, I had a cat. And I sacrificed it. <laughs> well, well, she's like, I had a cat. And Justin Long's like, had? She's like, well, the cats come and go. How the fuck do I know? Yeah, geez, come. Get off me. <laughs> so they're all having dinner and stuff. And, you know, Christine tells her story because Justin Long's trying to impress her parents or his parents. Where She's like, well, you know, I read a story of how a medical company, you know, was up getting started and stuff. And, you know, I... I talked to them and got to know them and you know we're doing a big loan for them for the bank and it'll be like the biggest loan we've ever done Mm -hmm. and and that impresses the mom and dad yeah and they kind of loosen up a little bit which i'm just like man that's just awful you can't just go in thinking she's a good person she has to like prove it to you yeah i know she's an attractive lady you're making making your son happy but it's like you know she's a good looking woman 
you know, she seems to have her life together. She has a job. Right. I she, mean. She ticks off all the boxes of things that you would want uh, someone your son to date. Exactly. At least the minor things. And he likes her. So yeah. that's the biggest thing. And it doesn't matter if she was good looking, but I'm just saying she doesn't look like rough. Right. She doesn't look like she's like using drugs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I knew what you meant. So the Justin Long's mom is kind of like, what about your parents? And I think she says like her dad died when she was young. Mm, I just have that her mom was an alcoholic. Yeah, she said, my dad, okay, I've got it here. She's like, after my dad died, my mom didn't speak very much after that. Um, she just stays on her farm, you know, and, mm, yeah, and the mom, right. ju- yeah, Justin Long's mom's kind of pushing. She's like, well, why? What's going on? And mm. she's like, my mom's an alcoholic. Get off me. Yeah. And Justin Long's like, it doesn't matter. Like, what the fuck is this? It doesn't matter. Mm. And Justin Long's mom is like, oh, well, I'm. I appreciate your honesty. She's like, my mom or my dad had a drinking problem. Oh, wow. So she's like, we have something in common. Yeah. And she's like, well, I appreciate your honesty. That's very nice. And the mom starts talking very highly of Christine there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, we need to do this and this. And this is where Christine starts hearing like knocking on a door. Yeah. It's like, bow, 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 bow. it doesn't go very well from here. I was so excited for her. I'm like, yeah, she's in. She's winning them. And. And then I'm like, oh, no, there's noises. Oh, shit. Yeah. Something's going to happen. Well, this takes a page out of the It book and movie because her Christine's cake, she's eating a piece of it, starts moving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, like, trying to ignore it. I think she hears, like, a high-pitched whining sound, and she's, like, trying to talk over it. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, what? Uh-huh, yeah. She's, like, kind of yelling. <laughs> but the cake moves, and the uh, Mrs. Ganoush's eye like her dead eye opens up in the cake mm-hmm. and Christine stabs it with her fork. Her fork. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And nobody can see it but her, obviously. Mm-hmm. And this whole time she's just trying to act cool because she doesn't want to seem crazy. Right. And this is where Christine is sitting there like trying to talk and a fly comes out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. And like the parents and Justin Long are just like, Oh, shit. They kind of look at the cake and they're like, oh, I'm not eating any more of this. And the dad freaks out because he's like, oh, my God, flies in the cake. Yes. Well, the banging on the door gets so loud that Christine, like, takes a glass and throws it at the door. And she's like, I hear you. Okay. <laughs> and they're all just like, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure her boyfriend's like, ah, oh, damn. Yeah, she's like, excuse me, I've got to go. And she starts to leave. And, and Justin Long starts to follow after her. And his mom's like, leave her. She's like, just forget about her. Oh, boy. So she goes to the uh, to Rom's, the fortune teller, and she's pissed. She's like, I killed the cat. Like, what else do you want from me? And he's like, there's no guarantees when you're trying to do this shit. He's like, we, we need to speak to the demon directly. And he's like, because the third day, the demon will come for you and take you to hell. Fuck. Yeah. And he's like, so tomorrow, after tomorrow's over, that's it. And he's like, but I know somebody that can help us. Like, but she will need $10,000 in nondescript bills. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's what, and then by tomorrow, she needs $10,000. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's like, I know the lady's putting her life on the line, but God, that's a lot of fucking money. Like, well, I work at a bank. I guess I can borrow some money, quote, quote unquote, borrow. Yeah. So she does just that. She goes to the bank to ask her boss for some money. And she's like, hey, you know, for this assistant manager position, can I get like an advance on salary? And he's like, what What are you talking about? He's like, um, your big loan got taken over to another bank. He's like, they, they got your loan somehow and now they're dealing with it. Yeah. So you're not getting the job, lady. He's like, I'm going to have to give it to Stu. Because apparently, you know, Stu took her loan, took it over to another bank and gave it over to them. Yep. What? 
how that's awful. That's just the meanest thing. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Well, so we show her she's in her attic. She's just gathering everything up that she can possibly get to sell to get this money. Yes. And she goes to this pawn shop and the guy's like, I'll give you 3500 for it. She's like, but my jewelry. She's like, but I have stuff in here. Yeah, she's like, this this is worth so much more. While she's gathering all of her stuff, um, uh, oh, yes. Miss Ganoush does show up. Yeah, in the attic. Yeah, and I thought it was funny, and the it, it was like a cartoon. There just happened to be an anvil, just um, tied to a to a rope that was you know secured off, and it was just hanging above Miss Ganoush. So she untied it, and the anvil falls on her head, and then her eyeballs go out of her head and into Christine's face. <laughs> Well, also before that, too, she screams when she sees her in the attic and Mrs. Ganoush puts her an entire arm up her mouth. That's right. Like, oh, Bruh. I totally forgot that part, too. Up to the elbow. Yeah. And, and she's trying to scream and she gets like a skate and she cuts the rope. But yes, you when we saw this part in the movie, you were like, that's fake. It doesn't look oh, that yeah. great. No, yeah, it totally looked fake. But how do you make that look real? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think they did the best they could. Even if they used like a puppet, I would have more respect for it. Right. So yeah, she she goes to the pawn shop and only gets thirty five hundred for it, and she's she's sitting at her house eating ice cream, crying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, been there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is a good time for that. <laughs> well, uh, Justin Long comes home and he's like, what What are you doing? And she's like, Oh, I'm eating ice cream. And he's like, But you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna die tomorrow, so I figured, why not? <laughs> like screw it. And Justin Long's like, I paid the guy. I paid him ten grand. Wow, wow. And I'm I put in my notes like, what a great boyfriend. Yeah. I mean that's just incredible. Well, yeah. She says it. She's like, why? Like, why would you do this for me after everything that I've been doing? And he's like, the night we first met, I made a promise to myself that I would never let anything happen to you, and I would always be here to watch out for you. Oh. Like the very first night they met. Oh, that's so sweet. So I imagine a little soon. Well, I imagine after the end of this movie, he's in a mental institution. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So shows her he's dropping her off at the house. It's the house from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And he's like, can I come in with you? And she's like, no, the lady told me it just needs to be me. And there it is. Yep. She's right next to she's right in the same house. And um, she goes in and, and I thought she said Sandina was her name. Oh. But we're being reintroduced to the lady from the beginning. Yes. Um, She's just older. I guess that's her last name. That's how he pronounces it. He says Sandina because her name in the movie is Sean Sandina. Oh, okay. And then she tells the story of how she's had, you know, interactions with this demon before with like the young boy and how she failed him. Yeah, and how she's been waiting for this day. And I'm like, well, if you've been waiting for this day, why do you need $10,000? Well, I okay. guess she can get something out of it because she's going to get... A little pro bono. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> But yes, this she says, you know, I failed him and I've been waiting so long. And did you bring that money with you? Yeah. And I'm going to need to count this first. <laughs> it's like that scene in the new season of Stranger Things. That yeah. Russian guy counts it while he <laughs> drugs him. Like, oh my gosh. Um, so they're walking in, into the area where the little boy got dragged to hell at the beginning. And it's like they're having a seance in there now. It's mm-hmm. like a table set up. And she was like, this house has a particular force for doors to the other world for spirits to pass through and they sit to have the seance and this guy it's sandina's like second in command or whatever her helper Mm -hmm. he brings in this goat (laughs) yes and i'm just like 
Oh, damn, they're going to sacrifice the goat? Yeah, because she pulls out this giant knife. Mm-hmm. And she was like... It's like a machete. Yeah, pretty much. She's like, we will force the Lamia into this goat, and then we will kill it. Yeah. Which I'm like, poor goat. Yeah. Looks so nice. Rom tells Christine, you know, he's like, you have to welcome the dead now into your heart. Yikes. I'll be like, what's the side effects on this? Are there going to be any lasting effects? Can I just welcome Jesus into my heart? <laughs> that seems a little safer. Not here. Not, not, not here. <laughs> But I'm like, yeah, if you welcome the dead, like, is that going to, can I turn this off later? <laughs> right. <laughs> can I get him out of my heart later? Yeah. Am I going to be waking up in the middle of the night and seeing people? Because that's what happens. They're saying it like, I welcome the dead and everything. And, and things start moving in the room. This is very evil dead. That part where I showed you in the movie where like everything's moving, laughing at Ash. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you hear like laughing and things are moving. And then you see like, well, first off, St. Dina's like, it's not the Lamia. It's, you know other ghosts hear it and they're near oh that's right yeah because they start to see other ghosts in the room like people and i think she shoes them out she says something to get them all out of there yeah she's like get out of here get out of here she says it's unsettled spirits yeah so now you know they banish them but then the room starts kind of moving and creaking again and she's like the lamia has arrived mm-hmm. and i like that it was neat as they're chanting the camera's kind of panning around the whole table yes and that was kind of neat how it was kind of just showing everybody chanting i just like that shot yeah i could go for hours about how sam raimi's his camera tricks because he know. like <laughs> he he does this thing where he like chases or like the camera rushes where it's like oh like, yeah, real yeah. close mm-hmm. he does that he did that a lot in Evil Dead where, like, the characters are running. Like, the camera is supposed to be some evil that they're running from. They're like, oh, no. Yikes. So you get a little bit of that where they're at the table and, like, the Lamia is, like, deafening them with a noise. Because mm-hmm. they're all, like, freaking out. and But the camera, like, rushes up to her face. It's like, shh. And then there's silence. And Sandina gets possessed. Yeah. I'm like, oh, damn. That's not who we need possessed. She's the one that has to do all the... The wordy stuff. Yeah, well, Sandina, she opens her eyes and her eyes are all demon looking and stuff. And she's got, she may even have like pointy teeth. Yeah, she did because she showed them. But she's like, yeah, she's like, look at my teeth, they're all pointy. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I will feast upon your soul, which is definitely Sam Raimi. Because he's in Evil Dead, they always say like, I'll swallow your soul. And she said, I'll eat your heart out. (laughs) Like he didn't do it right because it's little Nicky. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that. He turns over and I'll eat your heart out. Some kid <laughs> said that. I don't know. Anyway. Well, in Evil Dead, he's like, I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> but it's funny. Christine's like, it wasn't me. My manager made me do that to you. Right. She's blaming her manager for the deal. <laughs> Let's not lie. Now is not a good time to lie. <laughs> if you've ever, if any time is not good to lie. Yeah. Just don't lie to the right devil. Right now. Because he's going to know. He's yeah. going to know. Well, Roms is like, what can we do to appease you? And and Christine sees, you know, Sandina has her hand like out. And Christine grabs the hand and puts it on the goat like Sandina had told her to do. Mm-hmm. So the spirit of the Lamia passes into the goat. And this is one of the funnier moments in here. Because the goat, the goat is like, I can't believe you did this to me, you whore. <laughs> So funny. And then he says something. He's like, you bitch. <laughs> what is that? That song with the goat that's screaming? Oh, the Bon Jovi song? Yeah. 
Oh, that we're halfway there? Yeah. I think so. There's a video that we were watching where the goats scream. We're like, we're halfway there. <laughs> you got to Google it like Bon Jovi goat or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Pull it up. I laughed forever. It was funny. <laughs> it's funnier if you watch it than yeah, I what we're saying. I cannot do the voice of the screaming goats. Yeah, but yeah, no. Bon Jovi screaming goats. That should do it. Um, but the goat bites Sandina's like got her helper in the hand and now he's possessed yeah because he comes over and tries to set it or kill it he comes over with the machete and tries to kill it but instead cuts the rope that it's tied up to and sets it free Mm -hmm. which allows it to bite his arm right right, and i'm just like how can you not this is a big goat and you just hit the tiny little rope that it's tight yeah well, i mean i get it the whole it has to happen yeah so he's possessed and this is very evil dead sam raimi because this guy starts dancing on he's hovering and <laughs> dancing over the table that was funny but it's funny because he's like i don't want your cat and he spits the cat back yes. up at her You're like out of his mouth so many things are coming out of people's mouths it's just crazy yeah well, Sandina wakes back up and she banishes the Lamia from the table. And Christine's like, oh my god, it's finally over. And then Sandina falls over and Rom starts doing CPR. Yeah. I'm like, holy fuck, she probably had like some heart attack or something. Probably. Good lord. She died. Oh, which the CPR was absolutely awful. Oh, really? I imagined it would have been. I mean, he was so far up on the chest. No, your heart's not. Your heart's not in your throat. <laughs> It's not, it's not up there. Well, you know. I know. But I'm just like, go down a little. You know, you got to go in between the the boobies. Well, that just shows you how little <laughs> I know about it. I was like, meh. So she's dead, right? Yeah. She, yeah, she, she did dies. die. Yeah, the, they show her getting... Like in uh, a bag. In a gurney. And, yeah, in a bag and getting hauled off. Yeah, and Christine is like, well, thank God that's over with. And Rom's like, what? No, it's not. And he's like, she couldn't banish the Lamia. She just banished him from the seance that we were doing. Yikes. Yeah, and then this is when you find out that, you know, you're cursed, you're cursed. Yeah, he's like, you know, the Lamia will come for you at the end of the night. He's like, this is it, you know, your third day. And he was like, there is possibly a way to get rid of this. Is He's like, but you're probably not going to like it, is that you can give the button away. Mm-hmm. He's like, but that would condemn the other person to hell. Yeah, that would transfer the curse to that person. And I'd be like, is Donald Trump coming here? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, great. Now she has to find somebody to burn in hell. Yeah. Like, how? Mitch how? McConnell, is he coming around? <laughs> I'm going to Washington, baby. I'll sleep like a baby after giving this away. No. I don't care what you did or who you are. I, I don't think I could. Well, there's one person, but they're already dead. Yeah. <laughs> Well, her and Justin Long are driving home, and and she tells Justin Long, he's like, well, how did it work? And she's like, yep, it's all over. She's just lying to him. She's like, it's good. We're good. They almost hit this dude drive like in the middle of the road. He's crossing the street, and Justin Long slams on the brakes, and like all of her papers and stuff that she's got fall onto the floor. And it's so funny. This guy just goes like, you will burn in hell. (laughs) She's like, I'm hoping to avoid that. (laughs) Well, she starts to freak out because she's like, oh, my God, the button, because the ROMs put it in, like, a, a bank envelope. Mm-hmm. Like, and, but she finds it, and she's like, oh, thank God, I found the button. Right. So she's sitting at a diner, and she's just contemplating on, like, who is she going to give this to? She's looking around in this just family diner, you know, trying to find somebody to burn in hell. 
Yeah, the waitress comes by and she's like, are you only drinking coffee? And she's like, yeah, just fill it up again. She's like, great, just coffee for tonight. And she's like, if you don't shut your mouth, I'll give you a tip you won't forget. And she's like holding the button at her. <laughs> and then there's a very sad scene where she sees this dude sitting in a booth and he's just this old man with mm-hmm. oxygen mm-hmm. mask on. Yeah. And she's like starts to walk over to give it to him because she's like, well, this guy doesn't have long. But then his equally elder wife comes in and sits in the booth and it shows that they're like very happy. Yeah. And she's like, God damn it. Like, oh, I can't kill that guy. I think she was thinking, well, he's almost dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, what if he was a nice dude, though? She's still sending yeah, someone to hell. Still sending him to burn in hell. So then she has the idea. She gets on a payphone and calls Stu. <laughs> and she was Ultimate like. Ultimate payback. Yeah. She's like, I know what you did. And if you don't get here in like 10, 15 minutes, whatever, I'm going to call Mr. Jackson. I'm going to tell him what you did. And mm. I'll go to the police. Mm-hmm. So she's waiting in the in the cafe again, diner, and he shows up and he's like sweating it. Like, yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh, please don't tell on me. Yeah, he starts crying. He does. He's like, oh, please don't tell. He's like, my, my dad wanted me to work here. He's like, don't tell my dad. Mm. So this made her feel bad, though. Yeah, because at first she's like, I'm going to give you something and you accept it. And I won't tell anybody what you did. And he's like, sure, whatever, whatever you say. Just don't tell my dad. Yeah. And then she's like. <sighs> she's like get out of here and he's like what don't, you don't want to give me this and she's like no and he's like you won't tell anybody will you <laughs> and she's like just get out of here he's like i'm going to hell here in a few hours leave me yeah. alone <laughs> so she's at the thing and she sees somebody reading an, or she sees a newspaper on the counter and it has the obituary for mrs ganoush in it mm-hmm. and she's like hello hey so she goes back to Rom's and you just hear and he's like, um, nothing in these books that I found say that you can't give a dead person this object. Yeah, because he said they still have their soul. Yeah. Even though they're dead. He's like, you just have to make sure that it's a gift. You may give it a, it's a formal gift to her. Or the soul's not dead, just the body. Yeah. So she's driving to the cemetery and like, again, the handkerchief flies by her window and into their car and like starts choking her, goes down her throat. In her mouth. Another thing. Again. Just... I don't know, just right in her mouth, and she catches it before it goes all the way down and pulls it back out. A lot of mouth and throat trauma in this. That's just a lot. But yeah, she catches it, and she's like right outside the graveyard when she stops. Mm -hmm. But it shows her she's dug this grave up, which that would take fucking forever to do. Which, fun thing about this grave, Mm -hmm. the dirt for the grave is actually made of mud packs because Allison is so allergic to like everything oh shit they couldn't use real dirt otherwise she would just you know hive up all over the place damn yeah and the scene took two weeks to film oh my god yeah (laughs) two weeks holy shit wow well she digs through the ground and eventually hits the casket or the coffin and breaks it open very easily and she pulls the potty up too hard and it like falls on her yeah she like pulls it out of the casket and this thing like falls on her and I'm surprised more things didn't go in each other's mouths. (laughs) Well, she pushes the body off of her, and again, the body rips out a clump of her hair. Yeah. She's like, that's the last time you pull my hair out. (laughs) Oh, my God. But she stuffs the envelope in the corpse's mouth, and she's like, choke on it, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, man. Because I think she's like, I give this to you as a gift or whatever. Yeah, she holds it up, and then the lightning is striking. I mean, it's just perfect. But now she's stuck because it's raining super hard and she's stuck in this grave. Mm-hmm. 
and the the tombstone it's this big cross is her tombstone and like falls over and hits christine in the head yeah and that as the grave is getting filled with yeah. water i mean it's flooding yeah so she goes under the water and you're like oh shit but but she eventually pops back up yeah and she's kind of sitting there and the rain is washing away the dirt on her face like kind of showing that like oh she's clean now mm. she's no longer cursed so she gets home and she gets a message from her boss and he's like uh Found out that uh, Stu was the one who gave the loan to the other bank. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I only know that because Stu just came to my house telling me that you were the one that did it. And he's oh, like, wow. when I pointed out how a lot of his story didn't make sense, he finally broke down and told me the truth. Oh, man. He's like, so he's fired. And, and come Monday, I want to give you this position of the assistant manager. Yeah. So she's like, whoa, things are really looking up. So you're like, yeah, it, it worked. Like, you know, her giving this thing, now things are starting to work out. Exactly. So the next morning, she meets Justin Long. She's going to the train station because they're going to go to this cabin that gonna they've talked about. Go to the cabin in the woods yes. to start the next horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> she walks by this shop and inconveniences this shop owner. The, they're not open yet. Yeah. And she's like showing this lady because her jacket's missing the button. She <laughs> sees this new jacket. And the lady's, like, putting something out in the display window. And she's like, can I get this jacket? And she's like, we're not open yet. She's like, I just want to buy that jacket. And next little scene, she's wearing the jacket. So I'm like, I guess she wore that lady yeah. down. I'm like, oh, my gosh. As she's going up to him, though, up to Justin Long, he kind of pulls out a box that has yes. a little diamond ring in it. I'm like, oh, he's going to propose. Yeah. Well, Christine walks up to him and they hug and kiss. And then she's like, I want to thank you for never stopping, never stopping believing in me. Yeah. And always being there for me. And she's like, I was the one who turned the, that gypsy lady down. She's like, it was my decision and I made it to turn her down. Mm-hmm. So she's taking responsibility. Yeah. But then Justin Long's like, you have a good heart. I'm like, she tells you that and then you're like, you're a good person. Yeah. <laughs> like, now I know you're a good person. Uh, no, right. he knew that. Otherwise, we wouldn't have bought that ring. So they're talking, and then Justin Long's like, wait, wait a second. I've got something for you here. He pulls out the envelope, and he's like, I found your button for your other jacket. It was mm. in the front seat of my car when your papers fell. Yikes. And All she the starts, blood just comes out of her face. Yeah, she starts freaking the fuck out. Yep. She starts backing away from it and falls onto the train tracks. And I think in this time, this is where they realized that she really had the coin that he gave her, that she gave him. Oh, because he's like, have you seen my coin? Yeah, oh, I don't know. I think maybe it was a flashback or something. But we realized that when everything fell in the floor on yeah. the car, she picked up that coin yes. that she gave Justin Long earlier in the movie instead of the button. Yeah. Ugh. Well, she falls on the train tracks and Justin Long's really bringing it here. He's like, oh, oh God. He's like, someone help me. Yeah. Someone. And then much like at the beginning of the movie, the ground opens up and pulls Christine to hell. Yep. And the train is like going over and he can still see her face like turn into a skeleton. Sounds, yeah, much. she's burning. And he has his arm like reached out, like yeah. trying to grab her, but can't. And the train and just, just ah. Yeah. And the ground closes up and it ends on Justin Long's face. He's like bawling his eyes out. Yeah. He'd just seen it. And then credits. <laughs> that That's why he's going to be in a mental institute. Yeah. You no just... one will believe him. Wow. The one thing I thought too, since I... Justin Long had the button. I thought he was the one that was going to get dragged to hell. Oh, yeah. That would have made a crazy change, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was her, and I'm just kind of like, well, okay, she had the curse, so that's that. <laughs> <laughs> 
no no punches pulled, she gets dragged to hell. Yes. But I think this is a really good Sam Raimi movie. Like it's you know it's got silliness in there. It's got scary horror in there. I think it ends. It's not a happy ending. <laughs> no, not a happy ending at all. I mean, it's a horror movie, so yeah. there we go. So did you like it watching this time? I did. Yeah. Yeah, and going through it was really neat just to remember all the different shots and just how the movie was made. It's really cool. But I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. And it's, you know, Sam Raimi, I think after this or whatever he went and did later, The Great Oz, The Great and Powerful, which was not a good movie. Mm. It's about Oz before Dorothy shows up about the witches and everything and I don't know why he decided to do that, but boy, it was not a good movie. Oh, man. James Franco's in there, and we know what a piece of shit he is now with all the uh, harassment and shit that was going around. Goodness. But I loved it, and we need to watch Evil Dead. I don't think you've ever seen the Evil Dead movies, have you? I haven't. The Mm -hmm. first one, you don't really have to watch. I mean, you can. It's more of a straight-up horror movie, but the second one kind of covers everything again, Mm -hmm. but does it a little differently. They had some more money. They decided to do everything a little bit because they could do it better right on but the third one is like an out and out comedy pretty much but yeah sam raimi i love him like i said i grew up watching the evil dead movies so i I love him so much and when he does stuff like this that's kind of similar you know i'm all like oh cool he's doing it again yeah that's awesome so we normally announce what we're going to do next Mm -hmm. but we're going to be doing that more on social media yes because we want you to join us on social media we're again like i said at the beginning we're on facebook Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. You can also email us at thefilmobsessedcouple at gmail.com. Pretty much anything. Let us know who you are and, you know, if you like us or not yeah. and all of that stuff. But, yeah, we're just trying to, to build here. So we'd like you to come and join us on one of those social media platforms. And we post what we're doing next. I also post like if I see something neat that's coming up in movies mm-hmm. or something crazy, I'll just post it and uh, just something fun about a movie or something. Yeah, we're, we'll be a little more active and, and showing what we're going to be doing there. So keep an eye out on that and say hello. And we're at the film obsessed couple at gmail.com. You can, like we mentioned at the top, you can say hello to us there, give us feedback or recommend other things for us to watch. Because I know movies, I feel like I know quite a bit, but there are ones that I don't. Like, I was born in the 80s, so, like, movies from the 80s that are out there, unless I, like, have been told about them, I know there's a lot that I've missed. So, 80s, 70s, whatever, just let us know. We'll watch it. Yeah, and thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you guys. We we appreciate it, and and we look forward to what we're going to be doing next. All right, (laughs) bye-bye.